you did you record? No, not yet. Uh welcome to the Targeted Podcast, episode 23. We got a big one today. Um, two huge topics. So a little bit different from the last previous topics where we're talking about monsters and um, cartoons and, <laughs> and video games and all other stuff. So we're going to actually talk about something that's been that's been a, a very complex topic that people tend to oversimplify that we don't pay enough attention to. And the only time we really pay attention to it is when uh, fighting starts. And that is the ongoing conflict between Palestine and Israel. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of give a display of kind of what's been happening now. And then Omar is going to give us some historical context. Um, I'll kind of share my thoughts and some stories that I've heard from my friends. I'll share a couple of videos that I've seen while well, Shirley's one in video that I've seen um, online, which should help give you some context to this. So yeah, you ready, Omar? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, let's do this. You ready, right. Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> but we edit the video you could just like you know crop him in there or something oh, i guess he's doing the editing so never mind oh yeah we should probably take that from him now <laughs> we could we could we could uh say Russia <laughs> or something yeah right. um all right so right now it's so a conflict as it exists right now 100 people has been has been killed right 27 of those have been killed uh, children uh 400 people have been arrested um only six Israeli Israelis has been killed compared to like the hundreds of Palestinians, uh, hundred over hundred of Palestinians that have been killed, and one Israeli child has been killed. Um, and just news, just um, news that just came in like maybe an hour ago, um, Israeli forces have just invaded Gaza. Um, oh my god! So they've just uh, breached on in, in Gaza. They don't know exactly what the plan is yet. Uh, whether they're going to like knock off the Hamas leadership or like what's exactly Jesus. the plan. So um, yeah, that's that. Um, let me share my screen right quick too, just for reference for the audience, for you guys to know exactly where is Gaza. So that's Gaza right here. That's being invaded. All right, so just some other news too. Hamas says that they're ready for a uh, Hamas says that they're ready for a ceasefire um, as long as the Al-Hasak Mosque has in Jerusalem is like kept off limits and whatnot. And um, like an Israeli spokeswoman said that they're not yet ready to talk about ceasefire uh, at the moment. So- Sorry, who's spokes, spokesperson? Sorry, what's so up, it's, a, it's an Israeli spokeswoman. I didn't like write down- Okay, uh, oh, okay, okay. Spokesman, yeah. but they said that the- Israeli is not yet to Israeli group side is not ready to, to talk ceasefire. So this is obviously an, a very ongoing situation. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's pretty much that. I'll tell you uh, what the current situation is right now, and it's dealing with the uh, uh, Sheikh Zahra. Is that am I pronouncing that right? Um, uh, neighborhood in in Jerusalem, in East an occupied East Jerusalem, right? So it's a neighborhood occupied in East Jerusalem called Sheikh Jarrah, right? International law, right? So back into like the 1940s, um, said that that belongs to the Palestinians, but Israel has been constantly occupying that area since that time. Omar, I'm sure you'll cover that in your 
in-depth analysis there. Um, and yeah, Israel's been occupying it for decades. The government um, recently just stated, so the Supreme Court just stated that six families need to are evicted or need, they need to be moved by May. So they're being evicted from their homes in East uh, Germany. And another seven families are set to be evicted from their homes in August, right? So um, there are a lot of like government backed um, like Israeli groups that are responsible for the occupation of like East Palestine, right? And there's a lot of obviously, I'm not East Palestine, East Jerusalem. Um, and obviously Jerusalem has a lot of uh, religious context, right? In Christianity, Judaism and Islam, right? Yeah. Very important land, right? Uh, I would even go to argue and so far to argue say is that if there wasn't any religious context here, maybe there wouldn't be as much fighting, but I mean, that's where we'll, I won't get too much into that. Um, so I wanna pause right here, here for a second because I forgot to mention a, a quick disclaimer. Um, and Omar pointed this out mm. earlier. Um, we're, so we're gonna give you our perspective of what's going on here, but there's no possible way we can, either of us can tell you the whole story, right? So my goal is hopefully I've set, I've added our references to how we're giving you this information uh, under the, uh, the live stream. So hopefully you guys can take a look at that and kind of come to your own conclusions. But there's no way that um, like all of us can give you everything that's going on because this is a very long and complicated situation, right? Um, a lot of people try to like short sell it or undermine it or say, oh, why can't we all just get along? Or um, Palestinians are terrorists and Israel deserves to, um, to, to defend itself. No, there, there's more to it than that. We're not also, we're also not saying that Israel everyone in Israel agrees with the actions happening too, right? There are a lot of American Jews that are, um, that are horrified with what Israel is doing to Palestine, right? Um, you can criticize the Israeli government, which is a right-wing government, but still support the Jewish people, right? Just kind of like how you can criticize the Chinese government, but not be racist against Chinese people, right? like criticizing Chinese government because of coronavirus, but not blaming Chinese people for that. So wanted to keep that in context there. Um, so yeah, I was talking about the six uh, uh, Jewish, I mean, the six Palestinian families that are set to be evicted in May um, and seven in August. Um, and yeah, when they get evicted, they, they're homeless. They don't have <laughs> um, any lands. Um, in 2009, um, 67 Palestinian uh, families were evicted already in Sheikh Jarrah, right? So this has already happened before in, uh, in 2009. Um, the families there have tried to appeal the Supreme Court about this um, so they don't get evicted, don't have a very strong track record. So it's very high they're gonna, they're gonna be, um, be moved, unfortunately. Um, obviously when they heard that they, uh, uh, when the evictions was heard, a lot of Palestinians uh, protested, and that's when a lot of violence started occurring, and this is when it uh, was erupt again. Um, last piece of uh, information before I will give you is that the U.S. donates $3.8 billion of aid to Israel um, every year. Um, and on the ground there, from what I've ex 
what I've seen and what I've heard from my Palestinian friends is that Palestinians and Israelis are treated totally different, right? Like Palestinians are treated as second class citizens. So in more context as to kind of how we've gotten here, like I want to defer to Omar to kind of give us some historical feedback onto that as well. All right, thanks, Sahid. Yeah. So I, you, you hit the nail head on when you said that, you know, there's essentially a lot of layers to this discussion, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I agree with you actually that without the religious aspect of it, would there really be a really, uh, you know, a conflict today? Um, so, you know, like we all unanimously agree that that's not the approach that we want to take the discussion for tonight, right? Because at the end of the day, we don't have to talk about the religious aspect or the religious history to understand that this is a major civil rights, um, you know, a human rights issue. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's very self-explanatory. It's really sad that, you know, we, that people feel the need to really justify, you know, what, what's going on today. So, aside from that, I think, you know, giving a non-religious historical background, and, and mind you, the, the, the sources that I'm, I'm not really going to be citing, as Sahid said, like we've already cited our, our sources, if you want to double check them, um, you know, with the, the video that's this live video on Facebook. Um, but I'll tell you that these are official, uh, like encyclopedias, right? And for those that don't know, an encyclopedia like Britannica and, and history and, you know, even references to like the UN uh, United Nations own website, like what more legit references or sources can you use? So I'm going to be speaking from that perspective, from a purely historical, factual perspective, all right? So we are gonna go back about, you know, almost a thousand years. And so starting in, in 1187 uh, AD, so this is when Salahuddin had conquered Jerusalem. For some reason, there is a big debate about this between, you know, scholars, and I'm not talking about just Jewish and Zionists and, and Muslim scholars, for some reason, there is a big debate about this among all people that this never happened. Unfortunately, I, you know, this is a documented historical fact. Unfortunately, this argument of Palestine, Israel, you know, when we go back and talking about history and what happened, people start saying, well, this, you know, this is a historical fact and this is a fact. This source says this, but this source doesn't say that, um, you know, so, so that's an issue. But 1187, right, that's when um, there was, you know, this, this, fighting over the, the promise of Holy Land, whatever, right? Salahuddin had conquered Jerusalem 1187. Um, and just over 100 years later in 1299, that's when the Ottoman Empire was actually formed. Um, so that was that Ottoman Empire ruled over most of the Middle East, uh, far, far, I would say at least like 90% of the Middle East. And then you had a lot of like the Mediterranean areas as well, right? Like Northern Africa, Southern Europe, Eastern Europe, that whole area, and pretty much stopped um, right to like uh, right before Rome, before modern day Italy. Um, so they ruled over that area for over 600 years under the Ottoman Empire. So now we're going to fast forward 600 years, right? In 1914, um, so this is in the time of World War I. Um, this, obviously, there are two sides, right? The Allies and the Central Powers. Central Powers were what? That was Germany, um, Hungary, and I think, there was, I think there was another one aside from um, the Ottomans had not yet um, uh, sided with anyone. They were still remaining really relatively neutral, but I believe it was a third country I'm, I'm forgetting. Um, either way, it, not that important. 
Um, but at this time, the Ottoman Empire, like I said, was they were struggling to remain neutral. They were very close to Germany, which is the main player of the central powers. And they reluctantly, they, the Ottoman Empire, reluctantly signed a treaty with the Germans, um, you know, that, that, that said that they would basically side with them and, and fight against the Russians. Um, so I, I will say that till this day, there is, um, there's no record of official signatures from members of the central cabinet in the Ottoman Empire. So that, the, the Ottoman Empire's government was pretty much split in that decision to sign this secret treaty with, with Germany. Um, they tried to keep it really low because they didn't really want it, right? They're very reluctant and they wanted to stay out of the war. And mind you, since the 1600s, the Ottoman Empire was also pretty much in a decline um, since trade between the West, right, like Europe and Asia started declining as it started ramping up more between, you know, the new lands like America um, and, and Europe. So, um, so anyway, um, basically what happened from there, the Ottomans were trying to stall their support in the war. They tried to stall it out as much as possible until one day, you know, Berlin was basically like, all right, enough, you know, you guys need to get more involved. Now, obviously I'm paraphrasing. So, um, you know, they ended up assisting Germany with attacking Russian ports along, um, I, I think it was along like the, along like, I think it's like the Black Sea. Um, what is it, the Mediterranean? And then there's modern day like Turkey, that strip where there's like Constantinople, uh, like uh, uh, Istanbul. And then what's on the other side? Sihid, you're on mute. I think that's the Black Sea. I'm thinking also the Adriatic Sea too, maybe, but I think, I think it's the Black Sea. Yeah. But either way, so right there, right? So the Russian ports, um, you know, the, the Turks ended up assisting the, reluctantly the Germans with invading those ports. So just about, was it like a year or two later? Um, in, no, about a year later in 1915. So this is during this, this big event. I think there was a movie about it as well, the Gallipoli campaign. And so the British and French ships, uh, what they did was they wanted to help Russia regain you know, control over that area. They wanted to reestablish control over that sea route. So what they wanted, but unfortunately, you know, for them, that goes straight through, through Turkey, or at that time, the Ottoman Empire. And so what happened was the, the Ottomans were like, um, this was a, the first time that they got really, really involved with the war. So they massacred the, the British and, and French forces that were trying to get through there. And this resulted in a lot of heavy casualties. So a couple of years later, what happened, right? After, so this Gallipoli campaign, by the way, was happening throughout 1915 and 16. So a couple of years later, the British refocused their efforts on the Ottoman Empire and defeated the Ottoman Empire in 1918. All right, so I'm, I'm painting this story for a reason. I'm gonna to get to that momentarily. So after the British conquered, um, you know, they, they defeated the, the, the rulers of, of the Ottoman Empire basically, you know, signed over and said that, yes, you won, whatever, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and there just for the sake of time. Um, but what ended up happening was that there was several years that in, uh, what ensued was several years of clashes, right, with the local, the Palestinians in the Palestinian part of the Ottoman Empire, right, Jerusalem, where Jerusalem was. So eventually the British were like, you know what, this is too much. This is not what we signed up for. We're going to give this issue over to the UN to handle. To, to handle. So the UN, um, the, the, the UN General Assembly, they, what they did was they drafted Resolution 181, 
also known as the UN, uh, UN partition plan of, of Palestine. So under this partition, right, and, and this was created in, in 1947, this gave 77% of the land of, of Palestine um, to the newly formed Jewish state. Mind you, at this time, there's no name Israel. Israel had not officially formed at this time, but it was the Jewish state. Um, so this also, mind you, this is around the time when, when Hitler started really, uh, you know, the, the Holocaust and stuff like that. So um, a lot of Jews fleeing Eastern Europe were, were settling down in, in huge droves. Um, so there was a lot of clashes that ended up happening um, in that time. And then um, the other thing was this partition plan was, was made so that the UN, because the UN was acting as a historical fact, and you can look this up on the UN's own website, um, the, the reference is there, that the UN was pursuing a two-state solution between Israel or the, the Jewish state and, and Palestine. So this is a historical fact. Lines were drawn. And so you had 77% to the Jewish state. Um, the majority of what was in the Palestinian state was um, it was like um, you know where Al-Aqsa Mosque, Dome of Rock, um, you know the, all of like Jerusalem, all of that was, and in some other areas and like the, the western side where we have like the Gaza Strip and all that. Um, so anyhow, on was it through my nose? So on on May fourteenth, nineteen forty eight, that's when the state of Israel was officially founded. And so later that year, I think it was like November or something, um, the Arab-Israeli conflict began. That's where five neighboring uh, Arab countries, was it Saudi Arabia, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, um, and, 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 and Lebanon, uh, or rather I should say Trans-Jordan at that time. Um, so, so they um, started supporting the other Palestinian people there um, in fighting back against, um, you know, some of the, uh, the, the was it the, um, uh, Israeli occupation? Yeah, the Israeli occupation. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, so eventually, you know, they agreed, they came to an agreement with pressure from the UN to form these armistice lines. And so, so those, but when those were agreed upon, Israel took even a larger chunk of what was originally established by the UN. Mm. So Again, now we're already, and I, I think there are pictures out there and I'm thinking of it in my head. I, I wish I'd sent it I, to you. I have it, I have it, Omar, I'll share in a second. Okay, okay. So I can share it now. Yeah, so as, as he's pulling, yeah, as he's, so I'm gonna keep talking. So, so basically what happened was, yeah, you see all the way in the left is um, 1946, all right? So all of that green, all the way in the left is the Palestinian Palestinian land. So it wasn't until the partition plan, the lines were drawn in 47, where um, 70, as I said, 77%, which is everything that's white, was part of the Jewish state. And then, and you see the next part, 1949, where it starts. Um, now it says Israeli land, right? It doesn't say Jewish land. Is, is Israel, the state of Israel was formed. Um, and during this time, the settlement started increasing more and more and more and more. And you can see, look at the small amount of land that's now left with the Palestinian land. Again, these are facts. There are, this is in violation of the 1947 UN agreement. So, sorry, one second here, fix. So these are, uh, I got 
distracted for a split second. So basically, um, at that point, um, this is where things started getting really ugly, right? Um, and so I'm going to fast forward now from 1947, or rather 1949, sorry, um, to 1967. So in, so in 1967, again, those armistice lines that were created, those failed again, but this time it's a little different. And this is very, very important to recognize into the issue that's happening today. So the Russians, they began empowering the nearby Arab states, where, which of course threatened Israel's military um, superiority in that region. And so by extension, American influence. This is also in the time of obviously the Cold War, right? So this is American and Russians meddling again with you know in foreign parts of the world and just leading to, to more um, uh, like chaos or what, what, what the word I'm looking for. You get it. Yeah, chaos. Chaos, <laughs> chaos right. So eventually this, what, what happened was this led to, is, uh, to Israel attacking Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. And so it converted an even substantially larger part of the Palestinian state back into Israel, uh, uh, into Israel, not back into, into Israel. So this included the Sinai Peninsula, the Gaza Strip, uh, West Bank, East Jerusalem, and the Golan Heights. Um, so now, even in favor of um, you know, the state of Israel. So it's really just after that, on the historical um, uh, line, uh, uh, story, but it's really the same thing that's been happening over and over since then, where they've been stealing Palestinian land, they've been tearing down homes, murdering civilians and non-combatants for 74 years, mm -hmm. 74 years. What kind of hatred do you think in any kind of people that would be harbored in their small communities, surrounded by people that treat them like, like less than second-class citizens? Like second-class citizen is a is a huge, uh, you know, uh, uh, upgrade to what yeah. how they're actually treated. So in all of this tension, Hamas was created was formed in 1987. Okay, so with that, you know, obviously, you know, with Hamas, I don't agree with you know a lot of their methods. You know, these are you know, obviously these these are militants who are fighting for freedom on one hand, for their people, yet on the other hand, they're very extreme because they're deliberately firing. Um, you know, missiles and stuff like, and like from civilian neighborhoods, like Palestinian neighborhoods, so that, you know, pressuring the Israeli military not to be able to fight back. And if they do, then they can say, well, look, they're attacking civilians, yeah, right? They're using, they're using human shields, right? They're, they're using, using human, human shields. shields, right? Right. Which yeah. is a very dirty move. Again, you know, we're talking about you know, these are people, you know, fighting. I don't want to bring religion into it or anything. So I actually, I'll just leave that there. Um, I will say Islamically, that's not, you know, that's not acceptable, right? Um, mm -hmm. But either way, um, you know, these, this is what paints the, his, the whole historical con uh, uh, context of the issue that's happening today. So how do you argue this, right? You have people stealing your land, your home for 74 years. And obviously people are going to be pissed off. So when I hear people saying, no, well, Israel's fighting back because they have to defend themselves. It's like, no, shut up. You know, obviously they're defending themselves. They have been for 74 years. This agreement, the UN is useless. They have done nothing. 
the only things that are enforced are when the Palestinians want something, you know, and the rest of the, you know, the, the Western nations that are in support of Israel and, and the U.S. are like, no, you can't have it. We're going to support Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to stop my piece there and I'll let you guys go. Yeah, no, thank you for that. That's a, a long, well, it was long, but I mean, that's just shows you how complicated the history was, right? Um, yeah, Israel. I thought I'd get through it quicker. Yeah, well, Israel, they, look, Omar, oh, hit, a lot of points, right? Omar hit a lot of the points yeah. that I said earlier, right? So we talk about uh, Sheikh Jarrah, right? Um, that was considered by the UN peace, like by the UN to be Palestinian land. Um, and slowly but surely, Israel has been occupying that piece of uh, Jerusalem. And Omar said it again: like Palestinians do not have the same rights as Israel's, as, as Israelis there, right? Um, and it is uh, very just shameful and unfortunate. Um, I actually want to play uh, something for you guys right quick. Um, which kind of gives you some context, right? So what, no, what, what happens a lot in these lands too is that Israelis will just go up and try to occupy Palestinian land and they know that the Palestinians can't fight back because they're not allowed to fight back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, they fought back if they fought back, then they can call the Israeli uh, uh, police and they'll get uh, escorted out um, by force using guns, right? Let me play this for you. Uh, I'm gonna move my mic closer to my computer so you guys can hear. And I wanna share my screen. So it's gonna be a quick video. Can you guys see? Yeah, All right. yep. I can see it. All right, it should be an Instagram video. So I'm gonna play this. It's a difficult to, to hear the audio. So maybe you can like. Yeah, tell us what's happening. Kind of paraphrase what they're I'm saying. I'm going to loud it up. steal it someone else is going to steal it that's foul man yes definitely wanted to share that you guys heard it the second time right yeah <laughs> loud and clear yes um so <laughs> that's the mentality though right that's yeah. the mentality right um there's other videos too where like the goal is just to eventually move out all the palestinians so jerusalem could be all like israel so if there's, if you want any real peace in that area, we have to respect like Palestine's land and not let those dill holes kind of take over. Now, again, right? Not all Israelis think like this, right? Not all Israelis is like this guy, right? And a lot of Jewish, Israel, American Jewish um, people are, they are appeared by what, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, that's the prime minister of Israel, right, um, is doing, right? He's kind of doing what Trump's doing, right? He's kind of waving this like right-wing nationalist uh, view to gain support. 
and he's provoking Pastani to say, look at what these guys are doing. I need support. This is kind of what um, Trump has done. And uh, Israel is not, so I said earlier, like Israel has what? We get, we give them $3.8 billion a year, right? Israel, we have, I say, I'm going to say the, the, the word I usually say, false equivalency, right? People tend to make this as two equal sides um, and it's not. Right, Israel is one of the most powerful armies in the world, right? Um, Their Iron Dome, right, is one of the most sophisticated technologies in the world, right? right? Like Hamas can fire a bunch of missiles that they want to and very unlikely that um, they'll cause much damage. I was watching, so I sent you guys a Trevor Noah. Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I had a a question real quick, real quick. Going back to the um, to the UN agreement, I was trying to I was trying to understand. So was Palestine ever a country, or yeah. like yeah, it was yeah. okay. So yeah. So after that agreement, was it still a country? And then they were just solely like the, the you know Israel was just solely like taking their lands, or was it some sort of agreement where it was just they have settlements, sort of like the Native Americans had. There's the, you know, the <laughs> Cherokee Nation, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah. you know, they have lands here, but it's still like all the United States. Like, is, is it, is, is that synonymous with the two? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because, so there was the, the Ottoman Empire, right? And then you had a Palestinian state. Okay. And the Palestinian state wasn't just Jerusalem, right? Um, but this, this is a land that those people also with the Jews and Christians that were also living there, by the way, they lived side by side for just under the the muslims alone um was that about almost uh, 800 years right from when salahuddin uh had conquered jerusalem you know it was basically the same people that stayed there no matter who was conquering it the same people were still living there the jews christians and muslims right so the only reason i brought up the thing about salahuddin was just because that was when the muslim rule over it started Right. And obviously, this is in the time of the Crusades as well, heavy in the middle of the time of the Crusades. So there is this fight over this this holy land that, you know, everyone, all three fates pretty much unanimously agree is is part. Nobody knows where it truly is. But Jerusalem is really you know, if if it's anywhere there, Jerusalem's in the dead center of it. And so that's what all three fates, Judaism, Christianity, Islam really believe. So anywhere from from back then, um, you had this Palestinian state. Well, I'm sorry, I don't know if it was technically considered, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not going to say the Palestinian state technically went that far back. Right. Um, but in the time of the partition, going back to directly into your question, um, the UN partition plan, um, this was issue was specifically with the Palestinian state and the lines There were very clear specific lines that were drawn that said, this is the Jewish state and this part is being retained as the Palestinian state. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think as I was saying earlier, so yeah, Palestine's a very, I mean, not Palestine, Israel is a very powerful country. Um, again, people tend to make, try to make it seem as this two equal sides. It's really not. Um, it's really Israel being one of the most powerful countries in the world and a bunch of ragtag people, some led by a ragtag group of people that the United States them condemn as terrorists, right? Um, and Hamas does have in their doctrine to destroy Israel, um, which obviously is nothing that anyone here agrees with. 
but to understand people's uh, running to like these extremist ideas, you don't have to look any further than the United States, right? Where you know we have a group of people here running to extremist ideas. However, the big difference is that uh, Palestine, we see their land being taken over years, yeah. while here people are kind of prostituting themselves over some fat, rich guy, white guy, um, who thinks he won the election <laughs> and no, and not. Um, <laughs> And makes up some crap about freaking um, coronavirus being the flu and then not the flu. And then, oh, I can, I can go on for days. That's, that's, really that's, bad. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm on back. I'm on back. I'm on one jump. I'm on, I'm on one soapbox. I'm about to jump on another soapbox. <laughs> I'm like, you're, hopping, you're hopping between your soapboxes right now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, I like that. I'm going to use that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to sit on this soapbox and I'm going to sit on this soapbox. But you know, on the uh, on the subject of, of Israel being so much powerful, so and I, and I appreciate you for um, sending this video to he with, with Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that was probably one of the best explanations, not only of what's going on, but like of how to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're so much more powerful than than the Palestinian nation or territory (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't mean to offend anyone or whatever but it's like the moment they decide to seriously like do something you know it's over and he told a story about him um you know fighting with his little brother and his mom pulled him aside it's like hey like you're a teenager he's four years old like yeah he can he can do things to bother you or maybe you know hurt you or whatever but you could seriously injure him if you if you really struck back so, you know, at, at the end of the day, like, the, despite the fact that there's this history, all this animosity between the two groups, at some point, people need to wake up and just see, like, hey, like, people are dying, losing their home, right? Mm. And that's that's the real situation, that something needs to be done about the fact that people are just being killed over these extremist views. So, um you should definitely. I think. I think that's been shared on the um, on the target pe- yeah on our page Facebook page. But for anybody who's watching, I'll definitely take a look at that. It's one of the best things I've seen um, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a it's a great it's a great video, and you just you hit it right in the the head. Right, you have all this power. Not to quote Spider Man, but have all this power, responsibility. Right, um, and that's that's um, yeah. That's a, a very important takeaway here. I do want to share like uh, two quick stories right quick. Um, so I, I used to work with a couple of Palestinians um, a few jobs ago. And I'll admit like then I didn't know much about what was going on. I kind of had the view of everyone else had about it. It was just two groups fighting, you let them fight it out or this, this and this. I didn't really realize or respect at the time how one-sided this is and just how bad it is for Palestinians. Yeah. Like based off the video that, you know, I just showed you, right? Just dude straight, straight walked up on someone's yeah. eyes like, I don't see it, someone else yeah. is gonna see it. So who's, what's the problem? Um, so one of my uh, former coworkers who, uh, Palestinian, uh, he uh, went back home. And so a, a Palestinian to go back to your, to your homeland, you're subject to like multiple checkpoints. Right, you can either go in through like the Jordan, uh, Jordan entry, or I think there's an Israeli uh, or is, uh, Egypt or Israeli checkpoint. But anyway, um, you're subject to like multiple, multiple checkpoints. So 
He was actually in Palestine. This may have been 2014 during like one of the flare-ups and whatnot. And if you're fighting age, so if you're like in your 20s and whatnot, you're subject to like intense like scrutiny, right? Because you can join some extremist group and fight Israel and whatnot. Or so, or so, what is, or so it's told. Um, what he does, so he was actually trying to leave um, Palestine, but they weren't letting people of a certain age leave Palestine. So he had to sneak in a car. They had to smuggle him out. He was in a car full of like, women, like in a trunk to smuggle himself out of his own country, right? Um, another story uh, from a female coworker of mine uh, who's Palestinian. And again, as a Palestinian, if you're a certain age, you go through increased like scrutiny, right? Um, so going through each of these checkpoints. And so she's going through these checkpoints, she's getting interrogated. And at some point they're like, um, you may have been in contact with some other, some person that's uh, against Israel, whatever. I need to see your phone, like hand over your phone. And then she was like, you know what? No, I'm not handing over my phone. And she like kind of, she's a little sassy. So she uh, kind of snapped back at the, uh, um, uh, the Palestinian officials and they banned her. <laughs> they like marked her uh, uh, passport with a, a mark um, that says that she can't come back. So for another X amount of years, and wow. it's wow, it's nuts. Keep in keep, keep in mind that in the United States we can't get people to wear masks, <laughs> right? Um, people felt that they were uh, being persecuted when asked to be wearing a mask, right? Remember a, a couple months ago when um, a group of white guys tried to kidnap a governor, the, yeah. the governor of Michigan, <laughs> right? Yep. Because of because by, by the way. By the way, see, you said that the Palestinian officials stamped her. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, Israeli, Israeli. I apologize. It's just Israeli um, officials stamped and said, like, yeah, you can't go back. Uh, You can't come back. So I don't know the story with her. She's she's been able to go back to her homeland yet. But, like, given all of that, right, it makes sense people will return to extremism if the UN isn't protecting them, right? right? If they don't have any allies, right, they're going to run to the people that like gives them a false promise, right? And even though these yeah. guys and so aren't like what great does this... themselves, right? So like, as you said, yeah. they use them as human shields. They don't protect their people. So yeah. What does this so, remind you of, right? I mean, this reminds us of, of the riots that yeah. happened here. Yeah. Is, you know, like who is it? It was either Malcolm X or Martin Luther King Jr. that said it, is that riots are the voice of the oppressed people. I'm okay. Right? Maybe that was Malcolm X. No, oh, was it, it was, okay? It was, it was King. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, there you go. Right. And, and by the way, the, till this day, the U S and Israel, both and a lot of other European countries do not recognize Palestine as a separate state, as a separate yes. nation. They do not recognize it. Yeah. They only consider Israel as like an official, official nation. So, I mean, it, it's right there, you know, that there's just so much bias, you know, people have to ask themselves, why are celebrities and politicians, you know, not allowed in the US, not allowed to talk poorly of, of Israel? Why? What is it about Israel that we can't talk about comfortably, just to voice our concerns? What is it about it? I mean, even Obama, who is, you know, lauded as being very vocal and you know he's 
great. The, probably one of the, the best speakers we've had since since JFK, if not better. Um, you know, and and even he dared to to go beyond a certain level when talking about yeah. Israel and Netanyahu. He made it very clear that he didn't like them, but that was only very indirectly. And so, what is it about this 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 you know this Israeli lobby, or you know, I'll just put it that way, you know, that doesn't allow anyone to speak poorly there, and it just makes you think that there's something else going on behind the scenes, that there is this support for for this, you know, illegal, uh, these illegal settlements. And it, it's just absolutely crazy. So, you know, I think that, you know, to Sahid's point also, you know, I have Jewish friends. I have a lot of Jewish friends, a lot of, you know, some of them I consider like family, um, you know, others are colleagues and, and, you know, some of them are Israeli, um, you know, Christian, Jewish, uh, Muslim, it, it doesn't matter. And, you know, to Sahid's point, it's, I think we need to do a better job of separating, um, you know, who we're referring to, right? We cannot demonize an entire people. Mm. Um, and, and so, I mean, okay, I've seen, I've seen videos that actually, um, like actual videos that actually show people, uh, you know, I, I hate to say this because it kind of contradicts what I'm saying, but literally like a whole neighborhood of people from the Israeli side, watching the Palestinian settlement uh, or uh, not, uh, the Palestinian settlements getting bombarded, and they are literally sitting outside, like just regular civilians eating popcorn, ha- like a picnic, sitting out and like bringing bringing out chairs and celebrating and cheering. Yeah, I saw there are lots of videos of the mosque being burned and a lot of Israelis uh, celebrating. That. Yeah, and I'm talking about missiles and bombs being yeah. dropped and explosions that you could see from a distance and people are celebrating. So I'm not saying everyone's like that, right? Yeah. But I'm saying that there is this animosity that's accepted that's, you know, the, the military, the Israeli military demonstrates and it's very clear that, you know, they all hate Palestinians. It's very clear. This is why you have regular civilians going around being able to say stuff like this, do this stuff. Yeah. They've demonized the Palestinian people. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we, you know, others, especially other Muslim countries around the world, which sadly, you know, Jordan and Saudi Arabia and, you know, these other countries in, in the Middle East, I think for the, uh, obviously for the exception of Iran, which backs Hamas, of course, um, you know, and then there's, uh, I'm not, I don't recall exactly where Egypt stands, but, you know, these other so-called Muslim countries completely support Israel, provide them with, you know, with arms and, and stuff like that. It's pathetic. There's no unity. So it really comes down to all of us. You know, how do we, how do we help the situation? Right. We're just here talking about it. You can provide money, you know, to relief funds that always helps. And then there's also at least getting the word out, educating yourself using reliable sources. Don't lie to yourself. Don't let your, you know, your extremist religious views alter your biases, right. Get in the way of determining you know, what's wrong and what's right. At the end of the day, like we said in the beginning of this chat, there's a lot lot of layers to this topic, but at the end of the day, it comes down to one thing and it's a human rights issue. Yes, no, I can't agree more. I can't totally agree. Um, Yeah, I always struggle to say, oh, do your own research because that's been taken in such out of context in the internet today. Like, 
like people's research are limited to their own biases sometimes. Hmm, I'm going to check uh, IHatePalestinians.com for, for <laughs> yeah. some more information on, exactly. on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Exactly. Like people do their own research and they come to the conclusion that the earth is flat. People do their own research and come to the conclusion oh, that, man. you know, coronavirus is fake or whatever and we shouldn't wear masks. It is. So, <laughs> he's joking you know what? don't ban us he's joking all right, party at nicholas's place bring all your friends and family yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, you know, honestly um, like like i was saying before like this historically speaking anyway like you take all the other stuff out of it it really does remind me of when europeans came over to the americas the lands were already settled by native americans right no respect for, for them as a people unless they could use them in war to fight. You know, the war you had, like the, the French and Indian War and all that type of stuff. Mm. Slowly but surely, they're reduced to a fraction of a percentage of what they used to be until they are just, you know, they have several settlements here in a country that doesn't really respect them at all, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's like the same thing over there. Just just reading, just from reading like the stuff that you guys sent over, some of the stuff that I read, as far as like the settlements and where people are allowed to live and how people are being treated as low-class citizens, you know, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but it's nothing new, right? I mean, you have, yeah, you know, the Native American not. situation, you have the way the African-Americans have been treated here, people have been treated here since, um, you know, since they were brought here as slaves in, in the 1600s. So you just have to wonder like when we're gonna start looking past like these little differences between each other and just start to live. Like I would love to go to Jerusalem and and uh, Bethlehem and all that, but it's no way. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No I way. think about yeah. that too, actually. That's it's, actually it's funny that. Uh, that you say that because my parents actually was in Jerusalem a couple years ago. Um, wow. It wasn't Risky. for the Hajj. It was for another religious. Was it Humana? I think um, to uh, to visit uh, Jerusalem. Of course, they're elder, so I think they're. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a different category than I worried about them. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, you definitely won't be able to go now. That's for sure. No. Um, no. So yeah, that's actually, all I got. Actually, to, to, Nicholas's, to Nicholas's point, I think that was actually a really good segue into our next topic, by the way. Yes. Um, yes. You know, okay. talking about the U.S. Yeah. So do you guys want to Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do want to uh, get that one going. So we wanted to talk about this last week, but uh just didn't, didn't get the chance to, wanted to give it this, this due diligence. So um, a couple of weeks ago, after the State of the Union, um, the Republican response, we had uh, Senator Tom Scott, right? From Tim Scott. South, Tim, Tim Scott. Scott, excuse me, from South Carolina. Uh, and he gave the Republican response to Joe Biden's State of the Union. And in his response, I didn't see the whole thing, but part of it, he, he talks about how back in like civil rights area back in the time that people were being judged by their skin and now people are doing that by their being judged by the skin again or being treated as if they're racist because they're white um and then he makes a statement america is not a racist country and as you know this kind of blew up (laughs) um and a lot of people kind of responded in their own way uh i definitely have my response to that (laughs) when i initially heard that um, Kamala Harris actually responded to that the next day saying, I agree America is not a racist country, um, but we can't ignore its, its racist past and whatnot, but let's, 
let's kind of get into that. Um, I kind of want to kind of throw in my two cents uh, first with you guys, and then definitely have you guys yeah. comment. Um, when I hear this, when if someone asks me the question, like, is America a racist country? I know what I want to say. I know what I want to blurt out. Um, and I keep and I, I keep trying to think of like what's wrong. Like why do we? And I, I think of like all the conversations I've had with people on my Facebook mentions or my Facebook feed that like want to say that the Confederacy wasn't racist and all sorts of things and whatnot. And one of the things that I've decided is I'm actually not going to answer this question. I'm actually yeah, not going to. Uh, uh, Hitler wasn't racist either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Like uh, <clears throat> Robert E. Lee wasn't like a wasn't racist. He like he just fought for his homeland. All BS that we've been taught in um in school, whatever. Um, but the reason why I'm not gonna like say uh, yes or no to the question is how we define the term racist, right? People understand the term racist as bad, right? And they'll just say, "Oh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend or whatever," right? Um, and I think what we should start doing, I gotta hate that. I, that's a, I have a black friend. I was, I'm not racist. I listen to Candace Owens. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I was just uh, about to say something like that. Oh my God. So th- that kind of crap. Um, or I'm not racist. Like what about, uh, Tim Scott? <laughs> what he said. Right. So, um, what I wanted to do was I really tried to rethink that narrative now. And I wanted to instead of using racism as a racist as a label or not racist as a label, labeling things not racist, why don't we have it as a standard, right? Um, do we keep the standard of being a not racist country, right? And I'll start with some of the good, right? Um, slavery eradicated. We eventually gave black people the right to vote, women the right to vote, um, civil rights, um happened in the in the 60s uh we've had our first black president we have our first we have actually have uh african-american vice president and a black senator kind of going back and forth about this topic of um is america a racist country so that does show progress right um but i want to talk about there are some things that i want to like uh to <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I'm laughing at myself. I'm going to quote Nicholas too, um, la- uh, a couple of weeks ago by Is America a Racist Country? A couple of weeks ago, we had to um, pass a bill for rights for Asian Americans, for Asian hate crime. <laughs> that literally happened like a couple of weeks ago. Uh, In 2021. Yeah. 2021. Right. As we How many decades it, now after yeah. the civil rights movement was yeah. it? When did it technically it the end the civil rights movement? Sixties, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, late sixties, I think it ended. Yes, yes. Um, or... Like, think of the label as not racist, like the label as adult, right? Right. You can be. There's the definition of adult. You turning eighteen, you can go to war. Um, you turning twenty one, you can drink, right? But there's the actual responsibility of being adult, right? Just because you are of age doesn't mean you're an adult by label, right? Um, same thing with, I think, is of, of being not racist, right? Just because just because you have a black friend doesn't necessarily mean you're not a racist, right? Um, or in of, the, of that. So a couple of things that I want to talk about about this label of not racist. So I'll talk about all the good, right? 
now here's some of the things that we got are approved if you want to keep this label of being not a racist country. Um, so we just passed this bill to, um, <laughs> because there's been an increase of, uh, of Asian hate crime, right? Um, there are still 700 Confederate statues still up. A hundred have been um, put down since last year, which is like the highest rate um, in a while, but there's still 700 statues uh, still up, right? There are still military bases named after Confederate generals. And when I heard this, this kind of blew my mind. There are actual American bases named after Confederate generals. Uh, South Carolina either recently or will um, celebrate the Confederate holiday, Confederate Memorial Day. Um, that's going to happen, right? Or has or, or is going to happen. That's crazy. Yeah, right? That's insane. Um, right now, as, as we all know, we've discussed in the show before, right? There's a perversion of like how slavery was taught in school, right? On how the Confederacy wasn't as bad, it was a war of Northern aggression. We all know it's BS, right? Right now we're trying to teach like critical race theory in class and the 1619 project, right? So the federal government is trying to sponsor these classes for these schools to teach. And a lot of people, a lot of people are trying to reject this, right? You see a lot of school board meetings saying, oh, just because I don't want critical race theory thought in class doesn't mean I'm a racist. And I'm like, well, you're not really helping your case, right? <laughs> um, because a lot of these racist ideologies were taught in class and you guys did nothing about it, right? And when we try to turn this back around, you have a problem, right? So- Well, racist for sure. Yeah. I, I will tell you that I never even learned in school that you know, we were just talking about the Ottomans, right? Yeah. Um, I never learned, I don't know about you guys, but the Mongol empire, who ended the Mongol empire? It was the Ottomans. Yeah. One of the most feared empires in history. Largest too, right? And we, one of the largest, yeah, exactly. One of the largest and feared. And, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but we never learned. I only found that out, like, you know, actually not that long ago. And that's sad because I, I never, no one I know learned that in school here in the U.S., yeah, it's been well, it, it's been it got touched on. It gets touched on, but it, it it's it's kind of brushed over. It's kind of just mm -hmm. like Mongolian Empire, um, blah blah blah, largest empire in the world at the time, and ended in this year. And then the Ottoman Empire rose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That was it. That was it. But you had to fill in the dots yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what's happening now, right? Um, where you have to but be taught that the real reason for the, the Civil War was because the Confederacy, the Confederacy wanted to keep their slaves. That was a reason, not because the Northerners yeah. wanted to invade. Like Lincoln right. came into, exactly. became president, and then they re, then Confederacy rejected and became rebels. So yeah, that's my two cent. My two cents. Like, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Like, think of non. I want to go before Nicholas does because I have a I probably have a lot less to say than he does. Yeah, um, but I see it as a label, and that's something that we have to continue to adhere to, right? Not doing one or a few things will just mean you're not racist, but it's an ideology that we have to continue to continue and improve upon. Like again, Mississippi just got rid of the battle flag from the emblem for their state flag, like last year, right? So it's something that we have to continue to improve, and just like being an adult, 
Like me paying one bill doesn't make me an adult. Me, me maintaining a lifestyle and to being able to take care of myself makes me an adult. So being not a racist doesn't mean you have that one or two black friends that you can say you're not a racist, right? But understanding and promoting the ideology of not racism and rejecting racism. Ah, I see what I did there. Okay, that was lame. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep my answer real short and sweet. Uh, yes. My answer is, is America a racist country? Yes, it is. All right. And so when you first asked this question, Sahid, I had to think, in what way? Does that mean everyone living in the U.S. or any everyone that's, you know, patriotic is racist? No, that, that, that isn't. You know, I, America is my home. I grew up here. I love my country, right? And I've been blessed to be around tons of people that are incredibly open-minded, just like the three of us always talk about pretty much anything, right? And I'm surrounded by people like that. And that is the far majority of population of the U.S. that actually is, is a lot more open-minded. So with that said, I'm specifically referring to the infrastructure side, I guess you can say, right? Policy level, right? We're talking about, you know, socioeconomic, you know, the, the way this country is built. This is an oligarchy, right? And yes, it's not only, you know, us minorities that are at the, at, at the way bottom. And it actually, it's when I say minorities, technically, it's really mostly, you know, we're talking about the, the, the lowest, you know, we're talking about people out in like the country, as far as the lowest earners, we're talking about, you know, a lot of members, a substantial amount of, you know, the African-American community, the Hispanic community are, a lot of them are forced to stay in um, poverty stricken zones, right? Now, obviously that, you know, three of us, right? You guys, you know, very different, um, you know, and, and, and there's, there's, I'm not, I just want to make it clear, obviously, right? Just for being political for anyone, maybe that hasn't watched any of the episodes, right? I'm not saying everyone, right? But I'm saying that there is, you go to the prisons in, in the country, what do you see your percentage wise the most, right? By sheer numbers, yes, you're gonna see Caucasians more in prisons, but if you're talking about percent total to population, right? Comparing African-Americans and, and Hispanics to Caucasians percentage wise are substantially more. And so this is all, you know, these are results of very deliberate, um, you know, these socioeconomic classes or you know the, the situation that the country is in is very purposeful as far as the class structure and so in that sense i say yes that you know unfortunately you know our country um the way it currently is is a racist country i don't think that biden and kamala harris are racist um i think there is plenty most of the american people i don't think are necessarily racist but I think the infrastructure that our you know, American forefathers have set in place and a lot of other you know, politicians that are around today are still in support of that. So I'll just keep it there. Bring us yes. home, Nicholas. Uh, no, I think, I think uh, Omar made a lot of those points that I want to make. Um, Oops. <laughs> so, but, but no, that's, that's cool though. But um, so when, when he said that, right, like you just start laughing because it's so ridiculous. And then you, you, I personally tried to think of like, why, what would make him say that? What would make him say that America isn't a racist country? And I'm, I'm guess I'm wondering if it's maybe just, you know, black people still have, a, not all black people, some black people still have like this crab in a bucket mentality to where like when they, they, they work hard to get somewhere, they get to where they are. And then 
they don't look back at where they came from, right? They're just like, hey, I'm here now. And because I did it, everyone can. And that means that um, the country isn't racist anymore and the struggle is over because I was able to work my way up the ladder just like um, most other people. Bingo. Um, Bingo. But (laughs) unfortunately, um, that's not the case. And and that's not the case because of the, for the lot of, a lot of the reasons that Omar just mentioned, it's 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 in the DNA of this country. Like it was it was built off of uh, racism. Of it was built off of making sure that you know black people were you know slaves. It was built off of making sure that there was a group of people who who were just separated and away from those people who had certain rights. And people try to say that America isn't racist because we have certain freedoms, right? We, we have freedom of speech. We have, you know, various freedoms that are supposed to be guaranteed in the Constitution. And because people because people can use that word free, then it means that, hey, like, we're not racist. Well, if, if the laws are written to keep certain groups of people down, if, you know, there's, there's still today, there's a, I'm looking at the news, like there's an arc, there's a town somewhere in the south where like if you're black or or a minority like you can't be there after a certain time of day now today it's still like that right um let's talk about the fact that like yeah we've we've had a number of historical accomplishments when it comes to race such as you know barack obama becoming the first president kamala harris becoming the first um female vice president um but and and from that perspective people would like you to think that hey we had a black president, it's over. But the fact of the matter is that like, that they use that to kind of cover up the truth, which is that we're still in the same fight that we've always been in, right? Um, the civil, they, they, you know, when you, you come up in school, they say, this, hey, the civil rights movement was in the 50s and was in the 50s and 60s. And it ended, you know, once you had the 15th amendment where like black people could vote. But yes, black people could vote and the movement at large might've ended but there was still a fight to get this, you know, folks the same rights as you know their white counterparts, right? We our property value, you know, the property value of a black neighborhood is always going to be less than that of a white neighborhood, right? Um, you go through, you know, the fact that the Confederacy is still celebrated to this day, right? You have these monuments up, mm. you have, you know, Lee Highway or whatever, you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's all over this country. And until you see changes in the infrastructure and in some of the laws, then you know, there's no way that you can say the country isn't racist. There's still issues with the police. Look, look at you know, all the shootings that are happening, happening nowadays. Look at the corruption in the police force where you have people, you, know, you have uh, cops like trying to force people to um, you know, sign these papers or whatever to and basically you know, tell them one thing when they're being interrogated and then, you know, they're basically just signing away their lives and, and saying that they're guilty for a crime they didn't commit. You know, I've got family that, that have been in that situation. Wow. You know what I mean? So to, to, to say something like that, to me, just means that you are now in a situation where you become blind to the truth, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, right? And for the rest of, out, rest of us out here who are afraid to get stopped by the cops, who can't get the same loan as somebody else, who have to go through school um, not learning the truth about history and only learning, you know, this whitewashed version that they think you, that they think you should learn so you can 
be acclimated to the culture <clears throat> of the country, you know, we're still fighting that fight. So, you know, it's, it's foolishness to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I absolutely agree. You yeah. said it so much better than, than I did. I, I, I want to add too. So um, like students that have to go to schools named after Confederate uh, people who fought to keep them, to keep their ancestors enslaved, right? So there's a case I think in somewhere in Mississippi where uh, there's a school named after uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was the first KKK um, grand oh, wizard. Um, wow. So yeah, there are schools named after those guys. Um, and right, Africa, it's, now, it's now majority African-American and they're like, we should change the name of the school. And they're like, oh, that's cancel culture. We shouldn't change the name of the school. Cancel culture. Yeah. Don't get me started about cancel culture. That'd Next thing you know, you know, we talked about that one. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. I wouldn't be surprised if if people start going after Jet Lino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to add one more thing. I mean, to, it does work both ways too, but yeah, you know. I wanted to add one more thing to Nicholas' point as to why, like Tim Scott would say, America's not a racist country. He made a great point with us, like him not coming understanding where he came from. I think it's a point of him trying to cater to, of who he's trying to cater to, right? This oh, for guy, sure. like, the, he's catering to a bunch of people that, a bunch of white, fragile people. That's, that's just kind of how it is, right? That we can't just tell them how it is, right? You have to kind of be that token for them so they can feel better about themselves. And the problem with that is that holds us back from making the improvements that we need, right? Um, it is important that we teach um, the 1619 project um, in schools. It's important that we Absolutely. get the correct history about race in this country, not to, to label people as racist, right? Like all, a lot of this, what's happened has happened so long ago, right? Um, we, we learn from the past so we don't repeat it, right? And it's important well, that I mean, we're supposed to. Yeah, I agree. So, um, well, the other thing too, I wanted to say real quick too is like when, when, so the people make up the country, right? And so when you say like, is the country racist or not? If I still have to raise my children now, I have to be prepared to tell them, hey, because you're black, you're gonna have to work twice as hard. They're gonna be people who don't like you. And we're debating right now when to tell the kids that, right? Do you tell them right away? so that they already have a perception built up in their mind or do you tell them after something happens dude that's so, crazy i still if, remember when you sorry i still remember yeah. like when you announced that you're having a baby it seems like that was like a year ago yeah for your first yeah my oldest is about to be four but but if we're if we're still training our children to think like one way if they're black one way if they're white one way if there's something else then we're still preparing them to fit into a racist culture, yeah, right? Exactly. If we're not, if we're, if we're training them for that. Yeah, it, it's so interesting that you told me that. So one of my former leads at my, uh, at my job, um, he, he's Indian, but he married a black woman. And um, he came up to me and was asking me about like, okay, how about you growing up? Should I talk to my kid, right? Cause I'm essentially raising a black kid, right? Um, and he was asking me the question about how, how can you tell him that he's going to be treated different? How should he tell him that he's going to be treated differently? 
So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't have to answer the question. I think the answer, the answer to the question is right in front of us, <laughs> right? Yeah, and we actually had someone comment, um, Ari, uh, five minutes ago on the video. She said, the amount of money invested into racist policies tells you from an economic, economic standpoint, America is a racist country at its core. So obviously, you know, like I know you guys, right? And I think, you know, you would agree when I say that, you know, we would fight to defend our country. Now, I'm no veteran or anything, you know, but, but obviously, you know, if it came down to, let's say, you know, what was that movie? Uh, something, uh, Red Dawn, I think it was. Oh, it man, takes yeah. place in like Australia or something where it's just like these random like teenagers, um, the Russians, I think it was the Russians invade, um, you know. They did and, a remake and, here where I think North Korea invaded or, or Korea, uh, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, but just just the point, just a just the point that I'm making, right? Like if it came down to that, I'm pretty sure like pretty much all of us would be like, hell no. You know, we're gonna Wait, I mean, you know, we're gonna be right, up in right. arms and defend. Right. Well, okay, well that's that's true. Maybe not the best example. Yeah, but my point right. is, right? Yeah, not the best example. But but my point is though, is that you know, like, you know, we we we've we've all faced challenges right mm -hmm. and you know we've we've shared a lot of those challenges here and there you know on this show throughout you know several episodes mm -hmm. but given all that it's you know how do you determine you know the, this question that you asked is america a racist country are you talking about the people or are you talking about the policies you know or are you talking about the infrastructure infrastructure like what are you referring to right mm -hmm. there's so many things that are that help with equal rights and you know freedoms and, and things like that but at the same time you know the stuff that really matters is the stuff that's really hurting us in the end mm -hmm. us when i say us i mean like minorities yes. absolutely absolutely yeah we can go on for so on for that but um, yeah. yeah yeah i still got a question if if my voting rights are being if they're trying to take away my rights to vote <laughs> some of these laws i mean i know right <laughs> wait 2021 and 1961 yeah, you, oh. you, can't, you can't you can't uh hand people water in texas in a vote in a line that they purposely made longer right <laughs> you would think we were giving out tequila shots like, i know right <laughs> i mean it's minority and, water and a lots of other <laughs> lots of other states are implementing these laws right georgia obviously florida implemented a law texas implemented a law um it's it's nuts um i hope we are able to pass like the voter rights act we'll see um yeah but yeah we are where we are all right guys i that's all i got uh, for today, yep. Someone's got to go use the restroom. <laughs> Am I missing some of the context from the comment? I was looking at Omar. Omar's like, wait, why? What? No, no. It's a bad joke. <laughs> Moving on. Cut this. Cut this from the footage. <laughs> Delete this footage. No. Delete this footage. Yeah, anyone watching this, cut this from your minds too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh Oh, no, we got a good showing this day. Man, we got some people. Thank you guys for supporting us. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. All right, about to peace out. So thank you guys. That's episode 23. Um, Y'all have a very wonderful evening. Do your research. Uh, be safe.
and thank you guys love you guys i want to say one more thing i meant to say in the beginning of the oh. video it was a little tough to mention it during the the, the palestine uh a topic right but um for you know all of my other muslim brothers and, and sisters out there eid mubarak eid mubarak i cannot believe i forgot to say that earlier too so shame it's it's a very um uh what's a, the the word or phrase i'm bittersweet uh you know wishing that today right because it's very ceremonial but at the same time right given what's what's happening to you know people in palestine or, or across the world so um i'm yeah, not gonna I butcher mean, that but uh enjoy your <laughs> yeah <laughs>